Progressive is proud to honor our veterans by donating vehicles to move their lives forward, especially in times of need. This year celebrates eight years and more than 750 vehicles donated. Learn more about their Keys to Progress program and plans for 2020 at keystoprogress.com. Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, this is pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Greetings. Welcome to the Death Star, where our opponent's dreams come to die. up Raider Nation your buddy Murph back once again for another episode of RFR Rundown that's right that's where we jump into the fan cave and talk about all of the biggest stories that are within Raider Nation uh, throughout the course of the week I uh, started this last week with the uh, part one of our kind of like our preseason rundown uh, was just me here in the fan cave and same thing tonight we're just going to go through uh, some of the bigger stories uh, this week just you and me and then we're going to get into uh, back into RFR live as of this Wednesday uh, when my buddy Swaggy will be here for sure and probably Uncle Mosh as well and so look forward to rejoining you and uh, and the RFR crew as we get back into the, the kind of the full swing of the season around here in the fan cave um so part of that show that rfr live show of course is uh the interaction with you with raider nation uh, our listeners are the absolute best our chat room is the best you can find us on the youtubes each and every week america go to the youtube right now find us on the youtube and jump in there and join in the chat the chat is funnier than we are they know more about football than we do and it's a great time in their raider nation so definitely check that out it's uh youtube.com slash murph's fan cave that is every wednesday night usually around seven eastern uh when we get started uh of course we're all just uh we're all kind of waiting on uncle mosh there though usually but anyway so so check us out there on the youtubes and check us out on on any podcast service just search for murph's fan cave that's m-u-r-f-s fan cave and uh so speaking of that show speaking of rfr live as i mentioned we feature all of your voicemails and your emails in that fabulous chat room so uh so get those voicemails coming uh 909-345-3346 that's 909-345-3346. Uh, jump in there with those uh, voicemails. Get those things coming so we can feature those on this upcoming episode. Uh, I've already got a bunch to get to, uh, but we always love more. More of you and less of us is a good thing. Uh, also, emails. You can email the show at any time. That is show at RaidersFanRadio.com. That's S-H-O-W at RaidersFanRadio.com. Uh, just send me an, you know, send us an email there, and we will read it on the show. And the best part 
part about doing all this is that once you get your email uh, read an indefinite amount of times or you get your voicemail played three times, we refer to you then going forward as a made man or a made woman here in the fan cave. And so we appreciate all of you that are already made. There's like, I don't know, 30 some odd of you now uh, that have done that. And it's so cool. And so we appreciate uh, our listeners so, so very much and the support you give us each and every week. So hit that subscribe, hit that like. That's all we ask. Um, got some amazing reviews here lately on itunes please keep doing that stuff that all that's that's all we ask from you uh aside from the donation stuff that we ask for when we're just trying to to benefit uh different charities but other than that all we ask for you uh, from you is just hit the button man hit the button hit the damn button nerd just press the damn button nerd just do it just hit that thumbs up hit the bell smash the bells the kids say write us reviews subscribe do all that stuff please uh that really helps us out here in the fan cave all right we've got a lot to get to tonight so uh let's go ahead and jump into it what's up everyone this is maurice hurst from las vegas raiders and you're listening to raiders fan radio with murph mosh and swag jeff just win baby thanks All right, so uh, we're going to jump in first off out of the gate here. We're going to get into, gosh, we got so many clips to get to, uh, and we're going to feature more, too, coming up on RFR Live. But for tonight, we're going to get into a lot of stuff, some media stuff, but a lot of things from the players and from the coaches. So let's go ahead and start off at the top of the food chain. Let's hear from the man. He is Chucky. He is John Gruden. And here he is talking about Lynn Bowden and Darren Waller on offense. Hey John, video with the Las Vegas Review Journal. Um, first time we got a chance to see the offense against defense and some situational stuff. Um, Look like your young secondary was was up to the challenge. Damon Arnett looked pretty decent out there. Can you talk about the young secondary and Damon in particular? Well, you said it. They're young and they're athletic, and we got a long way to go. They had some good snaps. They had some bad snaps, but um, we had good competition today, and we're we're excited about the youth that we have. Obviously, we've rebuilt our defense and. Um, it's a process. Hey, John, it's Tashawn Ray from The Athletic. Uh, I know we asked you earlier this year, but I just wanted to ask about the, I guess, rotation that you have that included players like Josh Jacobs and, and Trent Brown. Is there, what's the logic to that rotation? Is it a thing where a guy's off one week, on one week, or is it kind of just going just, uh, I guess a head coach uh, gets to make a few decisions along the way, and uh, you'll see those guys soon enough. John, um, on that same note, would you are there other players that are going to kind of go through this same process where they're out for a few days and come back? They're not out. They're still working. You don't see them, but they're working. They're not uh, out. They're working in a different capacity. And uh, we need the time on task with some of these players who we have no idea about. So, uh, you know, chance to see Devontae Booker and Lynn Bowden. Lynn Bowden's making a transition from quarterback to running back. Uh, Devontae Booker's learning a new system. Neither one of them took a snap in the offseason. I want to see him. And uh, I have stuff in here for Jacobs and uh, some of the other guys, Trent Brown, to do right now. Hey, John, just want to check in on uh, Mariota. What's his transition been like so far? He's interesting. He took off a couple times today. really fired me up. He's been hurt. Uh, looked like the ankle has really turned the corner. Uh, he's... He's a dazzling playmaker with his feet, and that's the key to his game. So I, I saw that, glimpses of that today. It was exciting. Uh, started off slow in seven-on-seven, seven, but picked it up, had a nice day. Had a really nice day. 
Hey, Coach uh, Willie Ramirez with the AP. Darren Waller, he uh, obviously had a bit of a rough start to his career, and, and it, he's been with the Raiders since you've been there. How have you seen his maturity over the years, and how do you feel he can progress with, when you bring a guy like Whitney into maybe sort of mentor him a little bit? Just talk about him, Waller. We think he's a superstar. We think he's a great tight end. And I know two tight ends got paid a lot of money yesterday. Uh, we're happy to have our guy. Uh, he, he can do it all. He can block. He can run any, any route. He's got great stamina. And, you know, you said it. He had a, a dark portion of his life there for a while that uh, not a lot of people come back from. And I hope a lot of young people out there get the real story behind Waller. You can beat addiction. If you uh, just listen to Darren Waller and how he did it, he is a great uh, source of, um, I, I, I think, leadership uh, and proof that you can be great, even though you've, you've had some really dark, dark times. Oh, man, that's, that's, that's great stuff from Coach there. And, uh, yeah, man, I mean, we here at, uh, at RFR and in the Fan Cave, I mean, we're, uh, we're all about a redemption story, man. Uh, you know, uh, for, for those of, you know, us that speak, you know, personally through our faith or, or otherwise, um, or even, or even outside of that, we're all about redemption, man. And it's, uh, it's about, you know, not about what you do necessarily in terms of the mistake. It's, uh, what you do to recover from it, what you do in, in response to that. I tell my boys all the time, I got two teenage boys. It's not about the mistake you make. That's not what defines your character. Doing something wrong doesn't define your character. What you do about it is what defines your character because we're all flawed, we're all human, and uh, and, and we're going to do things. And so it's a remarkable story. If you don't know Darren Waller's story, uh, definitely seek it out. Um, he does a great job on the Bussin' with the Boys podcast with the boy Will Compton and Taylor Lewan kind of recounting and going over um, the things that he battled with. And so definitely seek that out, Raider Nation. It's, it's, um, I don't even want to talk about it too much because I don't want to do it injustice. Go find it and listen to Darren Waller tell you his story. Uh, it will impact you. It will impact you, even if you don't struggle in those areas or you know, don't know anybody and, 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 you know, God willing, you don't have those, uh, battles in your life, but they are, they are real for a lot of us, uh, at, at different times. And so anyway, seek that out and knowing that Darren can come back from it, uh, is a pretty remarkable story, uh, as coach. So, uh, put so well there. So, um, so great stuff there. So, and, and, you know, <laughs> you also heard in that clip there, uh, John referred to Marcus Mariota. And, you know, as soon as I hear the name Marcus Mariota on this show, you know what happens. That's right. I think of my buddy Swag Jeff. Now, he doesn't have an Aloha corner this week, so I'll just jump in for you, Swaggo. Let me just say this. I'm really excited about Marcus Mariota, as you should be too, Raider Nation, and here's why. Not because I think he's going to be our starting quarterback. Not because I want to see him upsurp Derek Carr. I'm just excited about the competition, man. It's like the idea that the coach is willing to get uh, you know, out in the face of the media and in the public and be complimentary of the backup quarterback, Like that's got to motivate Derek Carr. And so I really hope that it does, and I hope that it motivates him in a way that he gets everything together uh, and, and, you know, his skills, which he's got immense skills. We know that about Derek. I just hope that those eventually now with that motivation translates to wins on the field. So great stuff there from coach. And, uh, and, and uh, yeah. And so we're thinking of you swag. We miss you tonight. And I know Marcus misses you too. All right. Uh, speaking of coaches, let's go to the defensive side of the ball. Speaking of the hot seat. Now, look, I think, you know, Derek isn't necessarily quote on the hot seat, but I think this guy is, uh, you know, I don't know. I'm not in the room. I'm not in, 
Henderson. I'm so used to saying Alameda. Uh, I'm not in, within the walls of Henderson, but I got to imagine that defensively, uh, you know, the underperforming uh, nature of it, uh, of the team over the past couple of years uh, has gotten a lot of attention from uh, not only Mike Mayock, but of course, John Gruden as well. And I think that's what led to the hiring of Rod Marinelli, who, which we're going to hear from in a minute. But so anyway, so on the hot seat is Paul Gunther. And I got to think that should the team be one in four going into the bye week this year, it's not Derek's fault. Like, will Derek be held accountable and will we change starting quarterback? I don't know. It depends on how he plays, I guess. But ultimately, like, if if they are one in four or, God forbid, f- oh and five or even two and three, maybe, depending on what how they play, this is the guy that's going to get let go at the bye week. This is the guy because, you know, much like Mariota is going to now be with the team through the entirety of the offseason, even though it's limited because of COVID, and be prepared to take the, 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 the job over, this guy for sure is. And this guy's a former head coach. And you know what I mean? Like, everything is lining up for Rod Marinelli here. And Paul Gunther has got to know that. So a lot of pressure on him, a lot of new parts on defense. So the, the pressure's on for him to, uh, to get it done. And uh, so anyways, first time we're going to hear from him now uh, in the 2020 season. Let's ke- uh, check in with PG. Uh, Levi Damien from USA Today. Uh- oh, and hey, let me say this too. These a lot of these reporter questions, and I leave them in there because I want you guys to have a reference to what the question was, so it makes more under, makes more sense when you hear the answer because you get it within context. These the, their voices are really blown out, and it's because they're like socially distanced and they're speaking through like megaphones and stuff or this PA system thing. It's really lame. It's not getting recorded directly like the coaches are. So you have to forgive me on the audio quality of it because I know it sounds really blown out. It does to me in my ears sitting here in the studio listening to it. But I wanted you to be able to have it as a reference point. Uh, we've all seen by now the, uh, the interception that the uh, Raiders put out on Twitter by Damon Arnett covering Henry Ruggs. I just want to want to know from your take what you've seen from Arnett, how much and what should we take from what we saw from him in that clip? Uh, it's just that he's a talented corner. That's why we drafted him. He's uh, he's not scared. He's, he, he's real patient at the line of scrimmage. He trusts his speed and his technique. And you know, that's what really we expect out of each and every day when he goes out there. You know, I don't understand what, you know, it was a good play, but that's what he's supposed to do. That's why we brought him here and we're excited to have him. Chris, well, go ahead. Oh yeah, hey, thanks, Coach. I appreciate. It. Can you just talk to me a little bit about? Uh, probably don't give a give get a chance to really see a lot about this guy, but uh, Javen White, the UNLV kid, and the linebacker. Can you kind of just talk about how he's progressed? What what you like about this guy and and kind of his future? Yeah, I mean, he, he's 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 done a nice job for us. He's still got a long way to go. He's a, a you know, it's it's a natural progression as a rookie linebacker trying to learn some of the different coverages and uh, uh, the run fits and all that stuff. But he's. He's a good communicator in there. He's still learning. Uh, uh, you know, he has, he'll have a good play and a, and a play he needs to clean up. So he's a, he's a typical guy, a rookie guy that has some talent that uh, we're, we're excited to work with. Yeah, Paul, Jerry McDonald from Barry News Group. How you hey, doing? Hey, Jerry. How you doing, man? Good. Hey, you talked a little bit about Malik Collins the last time we compared him like Geno Atkins and John has talked him up. I'm curious as to... You know, someone to put you in a laboratory and say, "Here, construct the perfect three technique." What what attributes would you want? They got they got to have great quickness off the ball. Pen, they're the penetrator of our defense. Uh, um, they're great quickness, great counter moves. Um, they can rush. They can take on double teams. So it's kind of a really an, an all encompassing position where you're rushing, you're taking on double teams. 
uh, you can win inside on a guard. Uh, we can stun him in the run game. So he can do all those things. And the thing I think is most impressed about this guy, he's smart. I think this guy, when he's done playing, is going to be a fantastic coach. Um, but he, he, he's getting our, he's communicating with our young guys, uh, technique, games on the line of scrimmage. I'm, I'm really excited to have this guy. This, is, this has been a great pickup for us. All right, so something there, and, and love to hear Jerry on there, a uh, good friend of the show, Jerry McDonald. He's not really. He's, he's a good friend to us, but he doesn't know that he's our, our good friend. Um, so appreciate uh, PG there and appreciate Jerry. So he, Jerry asked a question about a three technique. So what is, what is that? You hear a lot of that about like, oh, this guy plays a zero or a one or he's a five or whatever. Like, and so in this case, a three. All that is is like a defensive alignment. So if you think about um, lining up, and this is almost some of fundamentals. I should, uh, but so if you look, think about lining up straight up nose, like the idea of like a nose tackle, that would be like right up nose to the center, like nose to nose with the center, right? Like the defensive tackle. And then to either side of the center, either like on one shoulder or the other, that's the one. So that's the one technique, right? And then as you spread out towards the tackles on either side, it doesn't matter. There's different gap uh, responsibilities there. Um, but basically, and they have different things. And I won't get into the whole thing, but like you have different assignments based on what your alignment is. But anyways, if you think about that number going from zero to like five, as you extend out, that determines what position that defensive lineman is on the line. So in this case, He's a three technique. So what does that mean? So we go from zero, which would be dead on the center. We go to one, which would be off the center shoulder. Then you have like a two inside, which would be inside the guard shoulder. Or a straight up two would be straight up on the guard. Or then three would be on the guard's outside shoulder. So that's where the three technique um, would align out there. So basically like you're in between the guard and the tackle, but you're leaning into the shoulder of the guard. And what does that mean? Is that... You're just responsible for that B gap there, that second that second gap there between the tackle and the guard. That's kind of your responsibility there. And then you heard PG break it down even more so on what they're looking for him as that three technique there. So really cool stuff there. If for anybody that's a football nerd um, like I am, like you know what I mean, like we love that kind of stuff. That's like. And if, and if you really like that stuff, like follow people like Ted Wynn on Twitter, like those are the guys that like break down film and like really get into like the minutia of the, the coaching, the X's and O's of it and stuff. And it's, and it's fascinating stuff. So I love it when the coaches kind of, kind of speak to that because then when you're watching the game on Sunday, like it really adds a different layer of like understanding to it. And it's fun because you get to see how all this stuff starts to play out. You start to see the strategy of it uh, unfold there. So, so really cool stuff there from PG. Appreciate that. So, all right. I mentioned Marinelli and I mentioned how he's kind of hot on PG's uh, tail here in terms of, you know, being a very capable uh, defensive coordinator to step in and, you know, Marinelli, like it's funny. So he's like the nicest guy on the planet. I mean, I don't know. I never had dinner with him, but like, and when you listen to him and the way that he speaks, he just sounds like the nicest guy. And But it's funny because in this uh, clip that I pulled, he's like got this like wide brim hat on and he's got these glasses and he's got this like neck gaiter thing on. And like he looks like a freaking like 
like a like a diabolical leader of some syndicate, like some crime boss, man. But he's listened to him and he's the nicest man. Like, but it's so funny. Like he looks like a badass man when he's the way he's all like decked out in this old garb. And I actually put a tweet out uh, this week and uh, and uh, saying that that this guy looks like the head of a crime syndicate. But anyways, it's, it's pretty cool there. So anyways, um, great stuff there from Marinelli. We heard from from Gruden last week that like. You know, this wasn't a knock against Coach Buck to bring on Marinelli um, as the D-line coach. This was like when you have a made man like Marinelli and you have an opportunity to put him on your staff, you do it because the guy's, you know, he's got all the bona fides. It's not necessarily a knock against the guy that was already there. It's just like, you know, just like with anything, you have a chance to upgrade, you upgrade. And, and unfortunately, Coach Buck doesn't have the, the resume yet that Marinelli does. I'm, I'm trusting Coach Buck will one day because he's freaking awesome. But, um, but anyway, so that's where Marinelli's at. Plus, you know, was Buck capable of stepping in and being the defensive coordinator? Should they let PG go at the, at the break, at the, at, the, at the bye week? Probably not. So where Marinelli slides right on in there. So anyways, enough of me. Let's get to Rod. Hi, Coach. Uh, Anthony from the Fresno B. Uh, earlier this year, Coach Gruden reached out to you about the coaching position. What was your determining factor in your decision to join the Raiders? Oh, I, there's no doubt in my mind. I worked for Coach in Tampa Bay. Won a Super Bowl with him. I understand what he's about. I understand his intensity, his passion for the game, and that was an immediate draw to come back with him. Rod uh, Vinny with the Las Vegas Review Journal. Um, the fact that they had a, a, a good young, uh, uh, you know, up and coming kind of a defensive line with some young pieces, uh, and then also made some investments in free agency. Did that help your decision? And what have you seen so much so far from this young group? Uh, I, I thought it all played. When I was in Dallas last year, I watched them on tape a ton, and you can see they got some young guys. And it's got some nice talent and all those things. But uh, I think just getting back with Coach Gruden, I know what he's going to do. I know he's going to go get players. And uh, I, I just like the system he runs, and uh, I like the approach. Hey, Rod, Jerry McDonald from the Barian News Group. You know, for all the years you, you've been in coaching, this year presents a different challenge than any other time. I'm wondering, just sort of your observations on, um, you know, having to do all your teaching and the techniques and everything that you're doing in this compacted short period of time and with all the testing and everything going on, what, is, what has it been like? Just got to deal with it. Just deal with it. I don't explain it. Deal with it. Move on. Right, this is Tashawn Reed from The Athletic. Um, at this point in your career, with everything you have accomplished, what would you say is your, your primary motivation just as an individual? Gosh, again, I apologize for this audio quality. Uh, old Tashawn Reed there sounds like Charlie Brown's teacher. It's crazy. I couldn't quite hear yeah. that. I'm sorry. Yeah, hey, Tashawn, us either, Rod. Speak up a little bit. He couldn't quite hear you. Can you, can you hear me now? Yeah. I was saying, just at this point in your career with everything you've accomplished, what is your primary motivator just for you as an individual to, to keep going and pushing? Yeah, I, I just think uh, it's every day of my career, every day I've come to work, it's about developing men. I, I believe you develop the man first, and then you develop the player. That's critical for me. And uh, once I've, you reach that man, then you've got a heck of a ball player. And that's one of my goals every year I come out here. And I love teaching. I love this game. Uh, great opportunity to be with uh, Coach Paul Gunther. But he's great reputation. I've heard of him. Couldn't wait to have an opportunity to work with him. I'm learning a lot of football. So uh, that's always a great thing. Hey, Coach Scott from Raider Nation Radio. Um, I know you haven't had a lot of time. Raider Nation Radio. Raiders fan radio, buddy. 
with this unit, but the time you have had working them with them, what's sort of the personality, what do you notice about this having coached so many different uh, types of lines with different uh, veterans and rookies alike? The, the one thing, you know, they, they got good movement, good skill, okay? And we got nice length up there. And I, I, think, I think the football character is something I judge a lot. Football character, I think they really love it. And, uh, but at the end of the day, it's a show me game. I've always believed that, so we'll find out what we have when we open the season up. I like them, but it's still a show me game. Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, this is Pete Koch, former Los Angeles Raider. Yeah, back in the old days, baby. And you're listening to Murph and Uncle Mosh, who happens to have the same hair as me. Check it out. Raiders Fan Radio. All right, appreciate Raider Nation checking us out tonight. Appreciate all of you. Appreciate Pete Koch, man. Got to catch up with our buddy Pete this last week. That's in your Murph's Fan Cave audio podcast feed. Please check that out. Uh, man, Pete breaks down a lot of cool stuff. Of course, we talk a little bit about the Raiders, but we got into a lot of health and fitness, got into a lot of stuff around, you know, exercising around the pandemic, ex- exercising around COVID, getting up and moving and the importance of that, the importance of, uh, you know, uh, body health during times like this. And so great stuff there from our our good friend, uh, Pete Koch. So appreciate him. And, uh, and again, thanks to you for checking us out. And uh, all right, so let's jump into the next clip here. Um, you know, one of the guys... All right, those of you that have listened to the show long enough, and, and look, we get new listeners every week, so let me let me just kind of throw this out there to you. Um, I rally against, quote, haters in the media a lot. There are some media members that just flat out have a case of the ass for the Raiders. Unfortunately, it is spread into a lot of the former local writers and beat writers um, I'm not going to call those guys out by name, but they know who they are. I'll give you a glaring example is Greg Papa. Um, I said I was going to call anybody out, and then look what I just did, but it's whatever. It is what it is, man. Like, they're, they're, they were sour grapes, and they rally against the team because of their own personal agendas. You know, and look, and I get it that, you know, a lot of folks lost their jobs because the Raiders moved, and so I understand, you know, the um, – you know, the whatever towards the team, but the way that it's turned into this vinegar and the way that they've lashed out on on social media at the team, that doesn't sit well with me and and I don't care for it. And it, and it doesn't matter if it's, you know, other like more national people like Michael Lombardi or, you know, Mike Florio, or like, there's so many people, um, you know, corn or not cornizer, but, uh, well, yeah, he's one too, but kind of, but, um, freaking Colin Coward here lately. 
Like, could there be a bigger flip-flopper in national sports media than Colin Coward? Like, the guy freaking calls the Raiders out one week, you know, calls them, you know, whatever, ABC, gives them down the road one week, and then the next day, like, he's saying, like, oh, you know, Derek Carr is underrated, and then the next week he says that, like, Marcus Mariota will be starting by week five. And, like, the guy just, like, flip-flops. Like, he gives you, like, every opinion, like, out there just so he's never wrong because then he can just say, well, see, I told you so. Well, yeah, because you had every opinion. Like, you can't bet, you know what, and you bet every number when you're playing roulette, guess what, one of them's going to hit. Like, it's ridiculous. So, anyways, there's a lot of haters out there. A lot of haters, and one of them is Mike Silver. Like, I can't stand Mike Silver 99.9% of the time because all he does is take a dump on the Raiders every chance that he possibly can. Well, he was on NFL Network speaking about Derek Carr, and I thought it was actually a fair take. So, look, as much as I'm willing to be critical of these guys and to take runs at Tim Kawakami and whoever else, like, wants to, you know, show their rear when it comes to the Raiders, I also then, I got to be man enough to be like, hey, look, this was a fair take from that person. Even though I don't like your stance 99.9% of the time, I'm going to, you know, give you the platform. Not that you're pl- you need my platform. You're on NFL Network, but you get what I'm saying. If I'm going to call you out on this dopey little show, then I'm going to give you props on this dopey little show too. So anyways, here's Mike Silver, and I thought with some very fair comments on Derek Carr. Everyone wants to say, Silver, that they're going to see Marcus Mariota at one point this year. It was the opposite last year. Mariota lasted six games, and then Ryan Tannehill took his job. How, how is this going to work? Well, listen, John Gruden has had ample opportunity to replace Derek Carr since coming back for his second stint as Raiders coach, and he still hasn't done it. And I know he likes to get infatuated with veteran quarterbacks and talk them up, as he's been doing lately with Marcus Mariota. But in reality, Derek Carr has a very firm hold on this job, at least for this season. And... You know, Derek Carr has not been perfect during his career, but he's also had more adversity than the average quarterback. Since entering the league in 2014, the Raiders have given up 26 points per game. That's more than any team during the league uh, or in the league during that period. He's also managed 18 fourth quarter comebacks during that time, which ties him with Matthew Stafford atop the league, partly because Carr has had so many chances. He has trailed in the fourth quarter in 54 of his 94 career starts. So the Raiders may, at least in their estimation, be in position to end that trend this year and be ahead in the fourth quarter, perhaps comfortably a little more often. They love their new offense with Henry Ruggs and Brian Edwards infusing it with uh, with some youth. Jason Witten with some experience. Josh Jacobs, the bell cow back at an offensive line that inside that building they believe is the best in the league and they believe the defense will be better which would be a welcome change Corey Littleton and Nick Kwiatkowski coming via free agency to give them some oomph in the middle and you know every team is optimistic this time of year but right now uh, a year after talking about helmets and frozen feet (laughs) and the Antonio Brown drama during training camp uh, the Raiders are in a pretty happy place yeah happy place and and my final note here on the whole quarterback thing Derek Carr feels disrespected I get it I I think so much of this conversation is actually a reflection on his coach not to be negative here the fact is everyone knows John Gruden has a long track record he he sours quickly on quarterbacks 
It's just who he is. I, you know, he loves the shiny that, object. That's true. That's all true. But my understanding in that building is that John Gruden is more staunchly behind Derek Carr than maybe people at the very top of the organization, uh, like in the owner's box. Oh, so there you go. There's your uh, there's your nugget to take away from that. There is that uh, maybe somebody in the owner's box is soured on Derek Carr a lot more than the coach John Gruden is. Very interesting stuff there. And I thought very fair analysis coming from uh, Mike Silver. All right, I feel yucky going on and on about this guy. Great job there, Mike. All right, next up, speaking of NFL Network, let's go to, these are always fun. Uh, you know, David Carr is, uh, is a resident there on NFL Network on a, on a uh, multitude of their shows. Uh, also is James Jones, former uh, San Jose State Spartan. Shout out San Jose State. Uh, and, uh, and Green Bay Packers wide receiver and, of course, was there for Derek in uh, Derek's rookie season and shortly thereafter. And, uh, you know, James Jones, I think, caught like Derek Carr's second touchdown pass ever. Anyways, so it's kind of like a family affair uh, here. And you'll even hear Derek say something pretty funny as uh, about that as he joins uh, those guys on NFL Network and talks a little bit about the preseason. Man. Hey, buddy. <laughs> Two brothers. What's going on, man? <laughs> hey, so, okay, so it's kind of a weird deal now you're in training camp but you're not so i was talking actually with, with some of our guys here and remember when i went to college and you were about six years old and you wouldn't really talk to me when i came home because you were mad that i left and like kind of just left you on your own with my parents remember that so it's kind of like it's kind of like the same thing right so like <laughs> dallas and decker and deacon like they're they lose you at training camp but then you get to come back so is is there is, it, is there similarities there at all you know what's weird about this is you know you guys know how when you go to training camp and you don't see your kids for a while, right? You know, it's a couple of weeks, a couple of days in between each time and visits and all that. And when you come through the door, they go nuts, right? Well, we had no OTAs, you know, we had no meetings uh, during the off season. So I'm home every day. And then in training camp, I'm home every day again. And so they're kind of like, what's up dad? When I walk in the door and then they keep playing. So there's no, there's no fireworks going off when you come home right now. But yeah. uh, besides yeah. that, it's actually been really different. It's been really cool though. Yeah, it's cool. So, okay. So there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of excitement, obviously for the, for the Raiders. We've talked about it and moving to Las Vegas, there's a lot going on. There's a lot of expectations for the team and rightfully so good football team. We were talking about this last hour and it kind of got brought up. Like, is there pressure on Derek? And I was like, not, not really pressure. Mm -hmm. The expectations are real. There's no pressure when you have pieces now. So, I mean, when you don't have the pieces and you don't have, you know, guys that can match up and, and you're kind of a little bit behind, then, yeah, that's a lot of pressure. You know, Joe Burrow's under a lot of pressure. But just talk about the expectations and how some of that pressure may be eliminated now that you have, you know, you got a Henry Ruggs and you got some guys that are kind of stepping up. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you know me, both of you know me. It doesn't, it doesn't matter what our record is, whatever. I, no one's going to put more pressure on me than I do. And the people closest to me know that. Um, James, you know, you – we played together, you know that. Um, and what's nice about this is I got a group of guys around me uh, that, that are trying to take a lot of pressure off of me. They say it every day, you don't got to do it by yourself. We got you. You know, or the little things like that where teammates will say, hey, just throw me that ball. I'll make that play. Don't worry about it. You know, and uh, it's a comforting feeling, you know, uh, you know, since uh, we got into training camp, you know, there's no added pressure. There's only added pressure from people that don't know what's going on. But you know, from our team, the only thing we're thinking about is improving, right? We, 
you know, Coach Gruden's first year won a few games. Then last year we improved drastically. And this year we want to improve drastically again. So as long as we're continuing going up and making a run now at the playoffs and trying to win a championship, we feel in our building that we can do that. Uh, but we have to go prove it and we have to go do it. But that's kind of where our feelings at. You know, my, my, my focus is way too much on my job and uh, what I have to do every single day as a leader and as a quarterback, you know, uh, the wins and all that kind of stuff will take care of itself if everyone does their job. You know what, my brother? You know, I, I hope it's the defense coming up to you saying we got you, brother, because over your career they ain't had you. You know what I'm saying? They've been bottom of the barrel. And we can talk like this now because we on TV. I know you don't want to put your teammates down, but, man, they have not helped you. You know what I mean? Everybody want to say, oh, D.C. got to do this, D.C. got to do that. Man, the defense has not helped you. Tom Brady, Super Bowl, top 10 defense. Aaron Rodgers, Super Bowl, top 10 defense. Tyron Holmes, Super Bowl defense stepped up. Derek Carr defense, bottom of the list. You know what I mean? So I'm hoping that some of those guys that's coming up to you saying, hey, don't worry about it. It ain't all on you, bro. We got you. But with that being said, I want to talk to you. Everybody talks about Henry Ruggs. We know the speed he has. We know they drafted him. He run a 4-2 and all that. But it was some other guys they drafted, too. Talk to us a little bit about these third-round, fourth-round wide receivers that you guys took that might have a shot to come in here and impact this game. Yeah, absolutely. I, I'm not going to lie to you. You know, Brian Edwards reminds me a lot of, of you, James. Um, you know, obviously not as fast, right, James? You're 4'3", right? <laughs> thank you. Thank you. <laughs> but, uh, you know, but Brian, Brian reminds me a lot of you. You know, there was a lot of times, you know, when we were playing at that back shoulder fade that, you know, you and I just would connect on for at least the first three weeks, you know, until Rod got hurt. But, uh, you know, we were throwing the heck out of the jump balls, then back shoulder fades, all those kind of things. And those 50-50 balls as we see them on tape right now. But uh, one of my first, my second touchdown in my career was a jump ball to you, you know, uh, where you went up and got it one handed. He reminds me of, of that guy that I can trust and that guy that I can just throw that ball up to and know that he's going to get it or nobody is. And he's done a fantastic fantastic job of proving that every day in one-on-ones and proving it every day in our team drills. And every time I you want know, to correct him or things like that, he does exactly what I ask him to do. And so uh, the, the kid is special, but he does remind me a lot of, of your game, and the ball skills that he has. And like you said, we've heard about Henry Ruggs and his speed and his routes. And yes, we're excited about that, but Brian and Lynn Bowden, the, the quarterback slash receiver slash running back that we drafted, you know, he's learning how to pass protect right now. You know, these pads are on, so he's learning how to do that, you know, and he's doing a great job at it. The way he can run routes and uh, really carry the football with his vision is impressive. And the defensive guys that we drafted, these guys are just unbelievable, man. The talent and uh, the ready-to-play mentality that they already have with no offseason, it's really been very – very impressive to me how these young guys have stepped up during training camp already. I freaking knew it. Hey, this is Steve Corkin of RaiderSnakePage.com, and you're listening to Sonny and Murph Raiders Fan Radio. They're the best around. I freaking knew it, man. I've been saying for how long, guys? Derek Carr misses Michael Crabtree more than he misses Amari Cooper. He misses... Andre Holmes and Jarrett Cook and, you know, clearly James Jones because they had that ability to high point the football and bully somebody and he could trust them to go up and get it. And he hasn't had that as of late. I'm telling you, the addition of Brian Edwards is going to be huge. 
And I, I cannot wait. Now, we got some bad news today that Tyrell Williams has a torn labrum. I don't know what the recovery time is of that. I'm assuming it's weeks. And we're like two weeks away from the freaking, you know, getting the season going here. We're right around the corner. So uh, that doesn't spell good. But the good, I mean, it's not good for Ty Williams. But, you know, look at the Raiders have depth, like a lot of depth. So thank goodness we have people like Nelson Aguilar and Zay Jones bumping around because now all of a sudden we got depth. And uh, I think Brian Edwards is going to be huge for this offense and huge for Derek Carr. And so I'm um, so glad to hear that, not because it confirms, you know, my opinion, but it does. And so thanks, because it's kind of like that's what we've all been wondering, but you haven't heard him say that. And it's, you know, and he, Derek's a nice guy. He doesn't want to, like, bust people out and, like, have the people that are on the roster, you know, feel like he doesn't have confidence in them. But really, that's what it was. Like, and so glad to hear some truth there. Glad to hear some honesty from him. And really excited to see uh, where this thing's getting ready to go. All right, we're getting ready to long again tonight. Gosh, I'm sorry, guys. So I had a whole bunch of stuff. I had clips from Jeff Heath, clips from Nick Kwiatkowski, because we hadn't heard from these guys. Also, I have clips from Malik Collins. So I'm going to blast these things out. Just I'm going to shut up in between takes here. And uh, will you stifle yourself? Yes, I will, because we're running out of time. My life is running out of lifespan. So I'm going to hit Heath. I'm going to hit Kwiatkowski. I'm going to hit Malik Collins. One, two, three. Here we go. Just simulate as best as you can uh, situations and, um, you know, going full speed, covering all that. But um, it's a completely different dynamic when, when pads are on. Um, the game seems to speed up even another step. So, um, you know, it's definitely we need to uh, we need a lot of practices and pads before we're ready to play for sure. Hey Jeff, it's Deshaun Reed with the Athletic. You had a pretty big role with the Cowboys, both as a starter and on special teams. Yeah, uh, you know, my role is just going to be to help the team in any way, uh, any way I can. You know, whether that's um, as a safety. Um, obviously, I, I know I'll be on special teams a lot. Um, so, you know, at this point in my career, I just want to, uh, I just want to contribute, be on a good team, contribute, and uh, you know, be a leader, help. Uh, we have a really young team, really young secondary uh, in particular, and um, you know, hopefully, just give those guys some knowledge and uh, just you know, help anywhere I can. Oh, my, my, my buddy Murph. He's not just consistent; he's a man of his word. Obviously, you're going to get a lot of questions from my colleagues on on-field play. I'm just curious about the Raider environment for you off the field, your thoughts on the organization, just how things are going, please. Uh, so far, it's been great. Um, you know, rich history. I mean, that's part of the reason I, I came here. Um, you know, just the communication, you know, from top to bottom has been great since we've been here. Um, you know, a big concern for players around the league was just the health and safety coming to this building, and I think they're doing a great job as well. Hey, Nick, it's Josh Schubert from Associated Press. Um, with John's talked about you wearing the green dot. Just, um, did you do that at all in Chicago? And just what are the what are you sort of working on just in terms of being the, the communicator on the defense? Yeah, I did it a bunch in Chicago, um, off and on uh, since the time I've been there. Um, so it's something I'm used to. But just for here, I'm just kind of right now is just working on communicating with Corey. You know, he's right next to me, helping him with calls, um, and then just just overall communication with the defense. We lost a lot of time in spring, so I mean, just right now, I mean, that's a big part of what I'm trying to do on the field right now. Hey, Nick, it's uh, Tashan Reed from the Athletic. Uh, I know we talked earlier this summer. You say you were kind of going through an acclimation period. Obviously, you have to do everything virtually. Um, how have you adjusted now that you're able to be here in person and sort of start to work with the, the coaches that you've been working with through through these Zoom meetings and, and get, get in with your teammates? 
Uh, it's definitely a nice, you know, just finally meet people in person, uh, kind of get an understanding how things are going to work from here on out, and just being on the field. Uh, you know, it's you sit in Zoom meetings, you look at pictures, watch film. Uh, it's nothing like actually getting on the field and doing things, you know, working on technique, um, you know, just making those communications in person rather than Zoom. So, I mean, just being here, is just a, just, it feels great. I mean, it's it's very helpful. No, Nick, it's Tashawn Reed from The Athletic. How has it helped you with your transition having Coach Marinelli here with you? Uh, it helped a lot. Um, I'm familiar with his scheme. I'm familiar with how he coached. I'm familiar with his system. Um, and I mean, I just, uh, I'm thankful to be back with him again. Finally, um, Leroy Damien from USA Today. I wonder, they're talking a lot about, you know, your leadership qualities and you know, mentoring and things like that. Is that something that when they, they wanted you to come to the team, they asked you to do, or is it just something that you just naturally do? Uh, I mean, when I talked with Gruden, when I first was planning on coming here, um, he told me to just come in and just be myself. So, I mean, that's that's what I've been trying to do to my best of my ability, just do uh, do things that I normally do. Um, I'm not a big uh, speech guy, not a big hoorah guy. Um, kind of just lead by example and just uh, do, the th- do things the right way. Malik, uh, Rod has a strong track record of developing defensive linemen and defensive lines. Uh, he's also kind of a colorful character, it seems like. Uh, for, for teammates that may not have known about his style, how would you describe his style and, uh, and, and coaching techniques? Uh, he's, he's demanding. And I say that um, in a good way. Like, he wants you to be the same guy every day. So that's the, that's the main thing. He wants to be consistent as players just as he is as coaching. And people don't realize when you got a coach that, that demands that you run to the ball, demands that you, you're the same guy every day, that's demanding on them too because they got to be the same guy every day. So, I mean, um, that's just who he is. I mean, he's like an old drill sergeant. He just he going to get it out of you every chance he can. Hey, what's up? It's Brockman from the Rich Eisen Show. And it's Del Tupo from the Rich Eisen Show. You're listening to Murph and Mosh on the Raiders Fan Radio. Radio. Yes! <laughs> All right, appreciate you joining us here tonight in Murph's Fan Cave for this episode of RFR Rundown. So interesting there. So we heard from the three guys, uh, Jeff Heath, Kwiatkowski, and Malik Collins, three key additions uh, to the defense this year. Jeff, of course, is going to hold down uh, a big chunk of our secondary, then the back half of the secondary, and then also contribute on special teams. Kwiatkowski there mentioned, uh, you know, wearing the green dot, and one of the guy that wore the green dot last year for the Raiders in the back half of the season uh, was 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 the boy Will Compton, man, was our guy. Uh, just to give you a quick update on Comp, uh, he worked out for the Titans today. And, um, you know, and, and wish comp the best of luck. You know, if he's not going to be a Raider, I would root for him to be a Titan being that, you know, he makes middle Tennessee his home and, and, uh, and, and, you know, this is where a lot of his roots have been planted. So, uh, I know that, uh, if, you know, just if, on the human level, um, I'm rooting for him to, uh, find a home in Tennessee. If it's not Oakland or Oakland, I'm still, still doing that. Uh, Tennessee, if it's not Vegas, we all want him to be a Vegas Raider. And I can say this now because he's mentioned it on his own podcast. He's been in talks with the Raiders. 
there's some things that I, I still won't divulge yet because he uh, shared some things with us in confidence uh, when he was here in the fan cave. There are some elements of his talks that um, have um, slowed down him re-signing with the team. I think that's fair to say. Uh, and that, and so he's still kind of out there and, uh, and now he's working out with the Titans. So I, th- I think that's a fair way for me to kind of say what's going on. And, and, uh, and I now considering, and I only say that he asked us to keep it to ourselves, uh, until it kind of became more widespread. And now that he's said that on his own podcast, uh, I think it's okay for me to share that with you guys. So just know that he's been in talks with the Raiders. Um, so they haven't forgotten about him. So I know a lot of you out there like us are rooting for the boy to be a Raider. Um, and the Raiders want him in what capacity yet that remains to be seen. So we'll see. And, uh, you know, look, it's a business. So if he gets a you know phenomenal offer from another team, you're going to, he's going to take it because this is his job. He's not a fan. Right. So, um, so anyways, we wish the boy will come the best of luck and we'll see if he ends up being a Titan or a Raider or something else this year. Uh, all right. Last story I'm going to get to tonight. We're going to get into more of this on Wednesday when we get Mosh here. Cause I want to talk to him a lot about it and swag too, but I want to hear, I want to hear Mosh. Uncle Mosh. You're the smartest man alive. That's exactly right. Murph, Swag, Jeff, and who's the third guy? I want to hear from Mosh because this is a historical, uh, you know, kind of a story. And that's where Mosh gives us some tremendous insight. Because, you know, look, when the Raiders won their last Super Bowl, I was 11 years old. So actually, it wasn't even 11 yet. It was 10, right? Yeah. So, I mean, it's been a long time. And, and, and I'm an old guy, and it's been that long. So And Mosh is older, so he has a different reference point. And so um, this week, it was announced that Tom Flores is a finalist for the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Now, for those of you that listen to us for a while, you know what my position is on it. But as I mentioned earlier, too, we get a lot of new listeners to the show every week. And I'm going to save you the full rant on everything. But just know this, that I think there are some very glaring uh, omissions, or at least to this point, oversights, to the Pro Football Hall of Fame when it comes to the Oakland, Los Angeles, now Las Vegas Raiders. Cliff Branch is number one on my list, and I'll get to more of that on Wednesday's show and then even on the next episode of The Rundown. I don't feel that Flores was as big of a omission as some of the others. You could even say Steve Wisniewski. You could say Lester Hayes. Like There's a lot of guys that are very deserving to be in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. I do feel Flores, though, is one of them. I just don't feel that he is the one that's highest on the list. All that said, he's on the list now, and he's on the short list, and he's still alive. And that's, you know, the Raiders, well, the Pro Football Hall of Fame missed a huge opportunity to induct Kenny Stabler when he was still alive. Then he was inducted into the Hall of Fame posthumously. Sadly, we lost Cliff Branch, so he's going to be inducted posthumously. Tom Flores is no spring chicken. You know, the man is uh, in great shape by all accounts and up and running. And we met him last year at the Blitnikoff Foundation Awards and, uh, dinner and, you know, and shook his hand and took a picture. And he's very witty and sharp and had women hitting on him, frankly. Like, I mean, dude's doing fine. So here's the thing. Tom Flores could accept the nomination to the Hall of Fame give an amazing speech, like bring a lot of freaking cool, like a really cool representation of the Raiders to the Pro Football Hall of Fame. You know, part of me wants to think that this is a little bit of an attention grab by the Hall of Fame because, you know, the Raiders are the shiny new object literally this season. But 
it's time though. You can't tell the story of pro football, of NFL football, of post uh, merger era of football without telling the story of Tom Flores, even pre-merger, even the AFL story. You can't tell it without Tom Flores and he's highly deserving based on his Raider career. When you isolate his Raider career and you look at his winning percentage and you look at the Super Bowl titles and you look at the adversities that that man has overcome, he's highly deserving of being nominated for the Pro Football Hall of Fame. And, uh, and I can't wait because, you know, as now the common theme is there that everybody's talking about, once you're a finalist, you're kind of like a shoe-in. So we're not going to, you know, pop the champagne yet because it's not a done deal, but let's definitely celebrate Coach Flores And not only his lifetime is 60 years worth of accomplishments in the NFL, but the fact that now here he is, he's getting ready to enter into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. And he went on our buddy Rich Eisen show to talk about it. What was it like to get this phone call uh, yesterday to say that you're a finalist for the Pro Football Hall of Fame? And I I should say that um, that you more often than not, usually more than just usually, this does lead to enshrinement and getting the uh, getting the check mark from the committee what was this phone call like for you tom yesterday well, when it finally happened it was a little emotional when it finally happened um when i talked to david baker uh, because it doesn't really matter when it matters if you get in although i've been a little impatient and, and i've been a little reluctant to get excited because of what's happened the last two or three years but still it looks like this is going to be it and I got a little emotional. I got uh, tears in my eyes and and just started thinking about the 60 years that I spent Hmm. in professional football. 60 years. No question about it. Who did you think of? Anybody in particular, Tom? No, I just go back to the first. You know, it's interesting. I went back to the first day. I did an interview the other day, 1960, Santa Cruz, California. First day in the existence of the Oakland Raiders. We didn't even know where Oakland was at the time, and we were practically we were having training camp at a high school in Santa Cruz. And I said, "Well, this AFL, let's see what happens. Where is Oakland anyway?" <laughs> and uh, we were playing in San Francisco and for two years, and and uh, we said, "Give it a shot, see what happens." I got the rest of my life to, to work doing something else. I had a teaching degree at the time, and uh, here we are, sixty-one years later. And, um, wow, a lot of things have happened. First time you met Al Davis was when, Tom Flores? 63. 63 when he came to Oakland. And uh, he was uh, he came from the San Diego Chargers with Sid, Sid Gilman. And the very first time I met Al, it was, uh, I, liked it. I liked what he did. I mean, we were, we were introduced, and 10 minutes later, we were on the, on the chalkboard, the target football, passing game. And it was fun to talk to him about it because he was football, football, and more football. So he uh, taught me a lot, uh, and then he really rescued the Raiders because we were in a downspin. So he was t- uh, on the on the grease board. It was a short passing game, right, Tom? Just short passes, just little short passes, quick, no, game, quick no, game. He, no, 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 he wanted to go down. Yeah, <laughs> he wanted to go downtown, boy. <laughs> He said, bull with all these little dinks. Let's go downtown. <laughs> right. I, I bet. I bet. All right. Cool stuff there from Coach Flores. Uh, man, so we wish him absolutely the best of luck. And, 
as Rich said there, it's kind of a shoe in that he's going to he's going to make it there. So pretty cool stuff. All right. Appreciate you joining me here for this episode of RFR Rundown coming to you live from Murph's Fan Cave. Hit us up, man. Send those voicemails. Send those emails. 909-345-3346 as we get back to RFR Live coming up this Wednesday. And then the email is Murph at, no, it's not Murph. It's show, S-H-O-W at RaidersFanRadio.com. Get those voicemails in, get those emails in, and we will uh, we will feature them on the show uh, this upcoming episode of RFR Live. Also, coming back on Friday, man, we're going to have another episode of The Rundown. This one I'm going to do with Cousin Sonny, man. Cousin Sonny makes his return to, uh, to Raiders Fan Radio, and uh, we're going to do an episode of The Rundown on Friday, and so we'll have that to release to you guys over the weekend. That should about get us caught up on, I mean, actually, there was more today. Hunter Renfro out there, the accountant that you never knew you needed. Uh, the accountant is out there running routes, mic'd up. Uh, Henry Ruggs was mic'd up, so there's, there's definitely still uh, more for us to get to uh, by the time we get to Friday and get to Cousin Sonny. So we'll have, we'll have lots more Raider stories to bring to you on the RFR Rundown. But uh, anyways, in the meantime, thank you again. Keep pushing those buttons. Keep ringing those bells. Keep calling. Keep emailing. We love you, Raider Nation. Thank you for supporting us the way that you do. You're the best. Go Raiders! Hi, it's Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie, it's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, it's pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Some call it insight. Others call it vision. At Pershing, we call it perspective. A perspective you'll benefit from. From a custodian you can rely on. One who can help navigate the big picture. And whose products give you a competitive edge. One who considers everything. What will help you succeed today and tomorrow? Open yourself to a new perspective. And open the possibilities. Consider everything. BNY Mellon Pershing. Learn more at pershing.com slash RIA. Pershing Advisor Solutions, LLC. Member FINRA SIPC. Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM.